Welcome to Story Chats at Insby Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And Valerie Comer. Today, the three of us are going to be chatting about the CCR we've been reading recently, just for fun. So, um, Narelle said she actually had two this time. <laughs> so, it's amazing. Love, Narelle. Write it down. <laughs> um, I have two also. I also have two. So, woohoo. Let's go. Go. Go us. Yes. We'll, we'll let Narelle go first in celebration. <laughs> Oh, well, because um, I've got to organize this time. So I decided that I was going to do some Christmas reading when the weather's cold because I don't normally get cold Christmases in Australia. So I do quite like reading Christmas romances in weather season as a ne- not necessarily seasonal season like you guys are. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, so the first... Christmas book I'm going to talk about is You Make It Feel Like Christmas by Tony Shiloh. So this one was released under a different name, which has gone out of my head, but I hadn't read the original. So I'm reading this as a as a new book to me. And it's a brother's best friend trope. And I, I will admit I'm quite a, I have quite a soft spot for the, the brother's best friend trope. I do enjoy that one. And Star was just, um, I really, you know how you get those characters sometimes that you sort of really relate to and think it's she's just so real to life and whatever. Well, Star was one of those people. So she's the baby in the family. I think she has four older siblings mm-hmm. and two of those siblings are twins and she it's we're starting at Thanksgiving and she's home in DC from New York City and she hasn't got a job but her dad owns a bank and her family are quite well off and everyone's uber successful in her eyes out of all her siblings and she's got this big secret she's carrying in I can't tell anyone I don't have a job so she tells her family she'll stay there for Christmas I have read the original Yeah, so she stays, says she stays in um, DC from Thanksgiving through to Christmas. But the kicker with this one is that her twin sister is marrying Star's ex-boyfriend. And it's, it's a real kicker. Yes, it's a very big twist. And her sister is a very interesting person. <laughs> she discovers as you read the story. And I just loved watching the authenticity of how all those family dynamics unpacked mm-hmm. in the story. And her sister's quite a bridezilla. So there's some funny moments that sort of go with that as well. But it really had a lot of heart. But it's very much a Tony Shiloh story. You've got a, a good solid faith element. You've got really relatable characters that have depth, that are complex, that have all those um, that inter- interconnectedness going on and then you've of course you've got the conflict with the brother's best friend thinking can I date my friend's sister etc cetera, etc cetera. so if you're looking for oh, it's a gotta um, be better than marrying your ex's your sister's ex. Yeah. yeah that's like yes she'd be dead to mm-hmm. me at that point <laughs> yes yeah. and explore yeah exploring the themes that go around and I'm not going to say because I mean one of those you can't really say too much because I don't want to spoil the story but the, that definitely unpacks and I found the ending very satisfying okay. as well it's a very satisfying yeah. ending so I do recommend this one particularly if you're a Tony Shallow fan and you like Christmas books go find it if you haven't already read it Excellent. or if you're a fan of Christmas books and haven't read any Tony Shiloh to know if you're a fan Mm. there you go there you go but you should have if you've been watching our podcast long enough or listening (laughs) then you know that we are all Tony Shiloh fans and yes you know all good yes that's right that is right 
And you get to see DC as well in this one. I really like that because I get that in Beth's books. I get to see DC. So I've never been there. So I enjoyed the DC um, traveling around as well. Absolutely. Yep. I'm going to go next just in case Valerie wants to steal one of the ones that I was going to mention. I'm going to sneak in first. I demand my rights. I'm going to sneak in first. Uh, with yeah. her cowboy blind date by Nora ah. Atkins. <laughs> Yay. I actually have a paperback here. There you go. There's the book. I'm going to arm wrestle <laughs> you for this, the right here, Beth. So this is part of our multi-author Eastern Gilead series. Um, and for all that it said cowboy, I enjoyed it. Um, it is... <laughs> you... <laughs> It is welcome to heavy. the club, Narelle. Yeah, it is not <laughs> heavy on the cowboy, um, which is good. Uh, he he is a cowboy, but you don't have to see him be a cowboy if that um, if that makes <laughs> you like that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I enjoyed the fact that we were back in Gilead, and it was fun to see all of the characters um, from other books in the series and. Um, this one has a little bit of some celebrity glamour in it, uh, secrets and paparazzi and sneaking around, um, and it was good. It was really fun. I thought for a minute that she was going to try and turn it into a love triangle, but I was very glad to see that she avoided that. So don't freak out when you get to that point in the book. It does not turn into a love triangle, which is very good in my world. <laughs> Yeah, was never going to be a love triangle. <laughs> um, Valerie, would you like to chime in about Norelle's book? The first book I was going to talk about today is Her Cowboy Blind Date by Norelle Atkins. <laughs> I really enjoyed this book. You stole my thunder. I did. Sorry. And you did it on purpose. You're not. I, I did. You're right. You're I'm not, not sorry. You're bit sorry. <laughs> Maybe it's so, the, the heroine in this one is a girl named Beth, who is Australian, surprise, and linked to some of Narelle's other books, which are also have Australian characters. I, I, I don't know. They say write what you know, so that's that's good. We should do that. <laughs> good job. Um, the blind date part comes in in that uh, Sam has to has to go to a wedding. And his cousin, it's his cousin, right? Who says he needs a plus one. Is it his cousin? Yes. Yeah. His cousin. cousin. Yeah. His ex marrying um, someone because else. Because his ex-girlfriend has married the best man and she's still kind of prowling. And so uh, his cousin says, no, really, you need a plus one. You cannot go single to this event because you will regret it. Mm. So she sets up uh, a blind date with her close friend, Beck, the Australian exchange student, not really exchange student, but foreign student um, at the Gilead College. So um, so that's how it starts. And she's going to be gone in a few months and he just needs somebody temporarily. And of course, it's, it's, it seems often to be the case that these fake relationships start because of family pressure. Mm -hmm. So family is like, oh, good. He's got a girlfriend. Excellent. We like her. You should keep her. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so 
Yes, that was the first book yep. um, on my list. And thank I enjoyed, you. I enjoyed going back to Gilead as well. And, and thank you for the little cameos of, <laughs> of Connor in particular in there. It was fun seeing him through your eyes or... I guess I should say Sam and back size. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun to tie everything together. Like I really enjoyed being able to um, tie up a few loose ends with the series as well. And yeah. hopefully Deb Caston's book will come out at some stage and that will add a bit more to the Gilead story world. But, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun writing the book and I'm sorry it was not an Easter book releasing at Easter. It was an Easter book <laughs> releasing in August, but I'm thankful that people are still reading it despite the fact that I was running very late and it's out of season. Oh. <laughs> All right, Norelle, what's your second one? My second one is, with my Christmas theme, is um, <laughs> we're still in Christmas. It's All's Fair in Love and Christmas by Sarah Monson. And I particularly enjoyed this book because I found it actually, you know how you read books sometimes and you actually learn a lot mm -hmm. and find it gives you that insight, it adds to your empathy and gives you that insight into other people and what makes them tick and how different experiences impact on them. And Mackenzie, who's a heroine in this book has really severe social anxiety which is something I've never personally experienced I can walk into a room and just talk to people I've always been able to to do that irrespective of anything else I can walk up say hello no issues but she is really I was gonna say I want you around the next time I need to go to a conference or something I'll just follow you around <laughs> I always try yeah. to find an, an extrovert to adopt me <laughs> but I'm not really an extrovert. I'm a learned extrovert because my mother and sister were extroverts. So I learned, I learned how to do that. I learned how to do that kind of thing. But anyway, but she has really severe social anxiety and she's worked in this graphic design um, firm and she's a, she's a designer herself, very talented for, for a couple of years with this guy named Jeremy, but she can barely look at him. So she secretly admired him from afar, but if he was to come up and talk to her, she just can't get her brain and her mouth to coordinate to actually say the right things and that kind of thing. And so what happens is that they get pushed together by their boss so what every year there's like this Christmas thing where she decides to give someone a promotion and she'll say to these two people it's either you or you and everyone in the office thinks that whoever has the most Christmas spirit and Christmas cheer that wins the promotion so they're running on the assumption of well we have to be as Christmassy as possible to impress the boss to get the promotion now Mackenzie is also struggling with her mum who's got Alzheimer's and I thought that was handled really well in the story and so a lot of the challenges with that and the cost involved and then we have Jeremy who is the uncle to twins who I think are just under middle school age maybe nine ten as well that he's ended up because of their parents what's happened with their parents in the past they've passed away etc cetera, etc cetera. so he's got financial pressure with the twins need to go to college and he's pretty much like I'm dad to the twins I've got no time for a social life all I do is work and look after these kids and run after them. That's my job. And so he, these two are thrown together and it's enemies to love, but it's kind of not mm -hmm. because it's more a case of he finally starts seeing her and seeing who she is. And it was just really beautiful the way that the whole romance unpacked in the story and how it linked in with Christmas. And I just really enjoyed it. Cool. I have not read that one yet, but now I want to. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, Valerie, yes. Valerie, I'll let you go now. Oh, well, isn't that kind of you? 
I thought so. You could still steal my next one. I'm guessing probably not. I'd be surprised. Okay. A Billion Reasons Why by Kristen Billerbeck. Nope. No, mm-hmm. not, not what you're reading? No? No. So, <clears throat> ah, we've got a very um, strong hero. An alpha hero. <laughs> Valerie's favorites. <laughs> not not exactly. Um, not to start with. It it takes a bit longer for me to to warm up to that. I don't uh, maybe I should like delve into my inner recesses of my brain to figure this out. But anyway, not today. Um, Katie McKenna has never loved any man but one, and it's um New Orleans billionaire Luke DeForge and she knew him back before he was rich in fact she feels as though he got his start buying her father's small supermarket just before dad died so she really feels as though Luke has climbed to riches on the back of her family of course you know of course it finds out that's not exactly what happened, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, he was her first love, but there are a billion reasons why she's chosen instead to become engaged to Dexter, a, a solid, stable man who wants the same things she does, marriage and a family. It's not wild. He's not crazy. He's not passionate. Um, but when Luke enters her life again, after several years, all bets are off. So... He basically talks her into going back to New Orleans. She hasn't been back for several years. Flies her there in his private jet. Why does she go? This is the real question that I never really quite got answered. Like, why doesn't she just like stick with her no? She says no. And then the next thing you know, she's in this jet. And I'm like. But it's a private jet. (laughs) Wouldn't you want to go into a a little, a little glitzy? Um, but anyways, um, so she takes time off work to go back home. She hasn't seen her mother in years. She's never met the guy her mother is now married to. There was a lot to like in the story, but it uh, it also, and, and there was funny parts. I think it's supposed to be, um, I think it's supposed to be a rom-com. I'm pretty sure, because that's what Kristen Billerbeck writes, right? But I did have a hard time with Luke since he was totally demanding and full of himself and just sure he was right. Um, he, you could kind of call it a love triangle in that Dexter is like still there through quite a chunk of the story in which she's trying to convince herself that Dexter really is the best bet because he's never going to shock her. He's never going to. He's just going to always be dependable. And that's what she needs, right? She needs dependable. She doesn't need. But they're engaged, right? Well, they're about to be engaged. She needs to get the ring that her father left for her. That's one of the reasons, I guess, that she went back to New Orleans. But then her mother doesn't have it. And that's a whole mystery that, you know, figure out right away. But um, but yeah, she she wants this ring and so when she has it then she and Dexter have agreed that he will propose appropriately so is she engaged yeah really you know they've made this agreement 
Sounds but, like a love triangle to me. It does. It sounds like she's a big old, sounds like she's a big old play, cheer. It doesn't play out like it. And, and Luke cheer. just has nothing but like kind of nasty nicknames for Dexter. He calls them all kinds of not mean things, cheer. but degrading things. Anyways, there was faith content. The, the faith content was solid. Um, Did it, it, was not my, it was not my favorite Kristen Billerbeck book, though, I have to say. <laughs> So did I, you want her to end up with Dexter? I'm sorry. So, so my test for a love triangle, <laughs> this is this is Narelle test for a love triangle, is if you get to the end of the book and if you have any thought in your head of I wish that person was with the other person, then that's a love triangle to me. Is you can you can should, skirt should love triangles stayed? in other ways. Should, should she, she have stayed, stayed with Dexter and not gone with the billionaire so to me that's a test of whether it's a love triangle if you ever have any doubt that the wrong people got together at the end hmm. did you did i have any doubt did you well, have any doubts no there's no doubts no okay okay but she had doubts she had doubts okay because, because she kept she was trying to she kept <laughs> trying to talk herself into all the reasons why safe was better than stepping out and I mean I can I can see reasons for that kind of thought process too if you kind of feel like this is somebody who's going to take care of you I'm gonna like you know bring home the bacon like it's it's going to be he's going to go to work every day and he'll come home and there'll be no hanky panky and it'll all be just good um but yeah but what's she setting aside for that it's the sleepless in mm-hmm. Seattle conundrum. Yes. Which is still cheating, but, you know. <laughs> anyway. It's a fine line that we it's walk, so isn't it? <laughs> it is. And sometimes as authors, I think that we we play around with different story <laughs> ideas and sometimes mm. we skirt into areas, not wrong areas, but just oh. places where we're where we aren't as comfortable like I mean you know just in case Beth ever found herself sort of almost writing a love triangle book or <laughs> heaven forbid an almost married romance um then, but you're experimenting with different characters and you don't always know what they're going to bring to the table they have surprises too I did write I see pigs flying along my window but were they romances yeah, because their marriages are broken and they end up better off for it. So by the definition of married romance, they're a married romance. No, that's true. That's so. true. So you don't get to gripe, gripe about them anymore. Sure. Done. But I, with love triangles, there are, <laughs> there are pigs flying outside my window at the moment in terms of love triangles and Beth, just so <laughs> you all know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So my <laughs> next one. <laughs> is uh Kaylee by Kimberly Ray Jordan. I thought you might have gotten that one, but you're behind in this series, I think. I am I have not got to that one yet. Okay. Uh it is the latest in her Halverson's family store series. Um this might be my favorite of the series so far. Good. Um and I'm looking forward to looking forward to it. Yeah. Um <laughs> on on the negative side of that statement is that you see very little of the rest of the family in this one um because uh kaylee works at the resort outside of town 
and has been working there for a while. Uh, she sort of worked her way up and is now the general manager. Um, there's been some theft going on at the resort. And so the resort owner has sent in um, his son to do some troubleshooting. Only Kaylee doesn't realize he's the owner's son. He is, um, a, I I believe he's a son from a, mar a relationship that was not a marriage. I think it was, he might be or like- a different family. last name. Yeah, different last name. I think- maybe an affair baby even and then the father has you know changed and wants to make this and the son is resentful so you've got all of that going on with the son as well um there's a little bit of mystery i don't want to call it suspense because it's like not scary at all but with yeah. the thefts as they're trying to figure out what's going on there you know they do have to unravel and untangle that um, which I, which was fun. It's different. Um, Kimberly doesn't often have. Your Hope Falls series had a bit of. Yeah. Street in it as well. Yeah. Not a lot though. N but not a lot and certainly not in every book. Um, so I enjoy it when it's there. Um, and, uh, you know, as always very strong faith arc, solid characters. Um, the Halverson family is fun. Uh, the resort setting was super fun as well. I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. So, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. That's it's all in my TBR. Yeah. That and like 90 other books. Right. I know. Yes. There's the too many although, good books. <laughs> although Narelle has dived into Christmas reading, I haven't quite yet at the time of recording. Um, but it's coming soon. So Kaylee but might just wind up being a January read for me. Go. <laughs> I've got a lot. Got well, a lot it's just books I've been stashing. It's I October. Have... So October is Christmas. I mean, September. We have Christmas. You have a different yeah, Christmas in Australia. Christmas in Australia, there is in September. Okay. It would have been mid-September. There were decorations and things out and about for Christmas, uh, I which is very, Christmas, very early. I yeah. saw Christmas out with back-to-school stuff this year. In mm. like mid mid-August, there was back-to-school, Halloween, and Christmas. Like all, I'm just like, this is this is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and I, mean, I can yeah. see that in a in a craft store where you're like making things. Right. No, this was like just, at Lowe's for the decorations. The hardware store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. No, I I don't even know if I'm going to read any Christmas books this year. I'm tempted by Sarah's Sarah Monson's that uh, Narelle talked about. I think I've read that one by Tony, but now I'm going to have to dig through my Kindle and see. But I know. Yeah. I think I've read that whole buggy right now. So we'll see. We'll have to see. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, well, that's okay. I'll keep reading Christmas books for okay. everyone. I do love reading Christmas books. That works. It's, it's all good. <laughs> all right. We would love to know what you have been reading lately. Um, drop us a line in the comments on YouTube or over on Facebook. And if you are over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And if you listen instead of watching, you can subscribe so that you get a little notification when a new episode drops on Fridays as well, should you want to do that. We would love it. Um we will look forward to seeing you. See, I go off script and then I off lose script. my train of thought completely. <laughs> we will look forward to seeing you again next week. 
in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone.